0: the following program is brought to you by an independent producer the opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff management or ownership of Holy Ghost radio <laughs> hey, yeah. oh. Oh, the
1: dead they were all in one accord. For the promise of the Spirit of the Lord, 120 gathered in one place, praying for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. la forma más pero Just what to think Some begin to mock And say they've had Too much to drink Peter said 70 men are not drunk As you suppose Here come the preaching And the will Begin to flow They caught up in And better and What shall we do Prepare and be baptized Every one of you I, 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 I see You there. see Pop Joe Oh, oh, see that Talking by the coffin show. In the last days, I've my spirit, said, Lord. Hey! It's been two thousand years, and the wind's still blowing. The rain's still falling, and the rail still flowing. The promise hasn't ended, that you can't dispute the facts. The fire's still burning, just like the book of Acts. He fills you with the spirit, you will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes. This is it. ha. You see I've spoken by the prophet John. Oh, puppet, oh the see that? i spoken by the prophet John. Ha ha ha.
2: That song, Pastor Bob the Tell like It is Radio Show, good to have you with us tonight. That was Timothy Spell every Sunday night playing our opening song, This Is That, the uh, father of the famous Tony Spell, who I pray for every single day, by the way. I don't know if anybody from his church is listening, but I pray for Brother Tony Spell every single day, and his wife, his children, their church, and all the things they've gone through. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. 501 Elks Drive is the address. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. Seems like we always have visitors in church. That's exciting. We, we are, our church building is like in a predominant location here in Dickinson, North Dakota, right on Interstate 94. And we are just tickled about that. Just people drive by the interstate and see us come in and go to church. I I never thought location would be anything as far as getting people to come to church. I always thought it was all personal invitation, which I still believe is the majority, but but I have changed my mind. Location is neat, even when it comes to churches. And uh, we have got the very best location in town, in this town of any church, that's in my own humble opinion. But we bought the top floor of the Elks building three years ago, and it's right on Interstate ninety four. And uh, we just absolutely love it. We've got room to grow. The building will hold five hundred people comfortably, and uh, we're not there yet. But we're working on that. So, and if you're listening tonight from the Dickinson area, we'd love to have you come and try our church at Wednesday nights 730, 501 Elks Drive. Sunday morning, Sunday school at 10, worship service at 11. Also, there's a men's Bible study every Friday morning at 6 a.m., and usually there's breakfast and coffee there. Now, this Friday morning, it will will not be happening because of the holiday, January 1st, and it did not happen on Christmas Day either, but normally every Friday morning at 6 a.m. if you'd like to come, it's Open Discussion Bible Study. We have a Man that leaves it, he's one of the pinch hitters here on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Uh, Dr. Matt Ramsey, uh, got a doctorate degree in psychology, always has an interesting Bible study for us to um, to look over and, and talk about and discuss. And um, a lot of good Bible, um, sound Bible people that come to that Bible study. So if one of us doesn't have the answer to the question, another one will. That's the way that usually works. Well, I've told you a lot about our church. Uh, We'd love to have you be part of the program tonight, no matter where you're listening to. Now, you can be listening right here in Dickinson on Dickinson's 1230 AM. This is an AM radio station that I'm on. And uh, also, you can be listening on on KDIX.net. That's the radio station's website. Or you can be listening on uh, Graciously Holy Ghost Radio is picking us up. Brother Duran and the people at Holy Ghost Radio have been so helpful to us and always... Uh, just trying to get the word out and we appreciate that. And, uh, if you don't know anything about Holy Ghost Radio, you really should get the Holy Ghost Radio app on your phone so you can listen to good preaching. And, uh, it's, I don't avail myself to it as much as I should, but every time I do listen to it, I get a lot out of it. We've got tonight some people already texting me. We have the winner of the first text award is Brother Rose from Kentucky texted me a while back and he said, this is your last program of the year and it'll be a good one, I bet. We had Brother Griffith text me from Great Falls, Montana. Brother Dale Jones texted me from on his way home from Bismarck to Minneapolis. We've got Brother Tim, Timothy Andra, Andre listening in, um, Wisconsin tonight, he went home to see his wife's family there we've got um, uh, Yvonne, Sister Yvonne and Marin Stegner of Bowman listening tonight, let's see who is this from Arkansas listening, Merry Christmas from Arkansas, I don't know who that is but glad you're listening tonight And did I say the Tarbells, yes the Tarbells are listening, good to have them listening and um, the Millers out in Gova, North Dakota that's not too far from here, they're listening tonight and so you can Let me know you're listening. You can text me questions. You can text me scriptures. And if you do text me scriptures, please put the scriptural reference down too, so I don't have to look it up. 701-290-7862. Somewhat of a hard-hitting program tonight, I suppose. Um, I think it's, it's just common sense, but, but I I have a feeling it may ruffle some feathers so um, I guess we'll just have to wade into it here and get going. We'll start out in 1 John chapter 5 and 4. The verse says for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Also in Hebrews 12 and 1, the Bible says that we are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. So let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And so these two verses are a week ago Wednesday. I used these two verses to start our service, and uh, I looked out over the crowd, and there were a lot of people there that I wished were there that weren't there. And um, so I thought, well, maybe I'll do this on the radio and try to catch them now. But the title of this is Excusers Are Losers. Excusers make losers. Excusers are losers. In the book of Revelation, we read in chapters 2 and 3, seven letters to seven churches. And these seven letters to the seven churches all end with two commands And one promise. For instance, Revelation 2-7 to the church of Ephesus, he said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. That's one of the commands. You, you gotta listen. Gotta listen to what God's saying. You gotta listen to God's word. And then it says, To him that overcometh, will I give to eat of the tree of life that is in the midst of the paradise of God. In this particular verse, to this church, there's a promise. That they were going to get to eat of the tree of life. And there's another command in that verse to him that overcometh. And the two commands in all seven of these instances are all exactly the same. You got to listen and you've got to overcome. And tonight I want to deal with the concept of overcoming. Tonight, I want to say some things that I say all the time, I guess. But I want to—I'm going to kind of put them together. But this program is not about you feeling better about yourself. That's not what this program is about. If you want a program like that, um, I don't know. Maybe try to tune into Joel Olstein or one of those guys, and maybe they can help you. And here again, I. Try not to be critical, but I'm telling you that's not what the Tell It Like It Is program is about. It's not about feeling good about yourself. It's about becoming good. That's what it's about. So here's my question tonight to start out the broadcast. Do you want to change and overcome the obstacles that that all of us individually face? Or do you want to hang on to your excuses of all the reasons that you can't do it? Do you want to be a winner or do you want to feel good about being a loser? Let me say that again. Do you want to be a winner or do you want to feel good about being a loser? Well, I I hope this goes good. I hope I can get out of this station in one piece tonight. Hey, Brother Farron's listening. Good to have Brother Farron tuning in tonight and glad to have you listening. Um, check out this song.
3: It's your own fault. You went ahead and did it. It's your own fault. Can't blame no one but yourself. Cause it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it. No matter how you wanna, you can't blame nobody else. Cause it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it. It's your own fault. Can't blame no one but yourself. It's your own fault. You went ahead and did it. No matter how you want it, you can't blame nobody else. Now, everyone's an expert at passing the buck. You're blaming society, parents and luck. We're pointing our fingers, blaming our tools. Somebody else is gonna look like a fool, but it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it, it's your own fault. You blame no one but yourself, it's your own fault went ahead and did it, no matter how you want it, you can't blame nobody else The devil made me do it, I heard somebody said, Or well, maybe it was God himself instead Or even John Calvin's turning over in his grave Here are all our excuses for the way we behave Cause it's your own fault, you went ahead and did it, it's your own fault You can blame no one but yourself, it's your own fault You went ahead and did it No matter how you want it You can't blame nobody else I heard you've been wondering Why the heavens turned to brass Well, ain't no point in looking for that snake in the grass Don't yell at your wife and don't kick the cat Just tell God the truth You know he'll listen to that Say it's my own fault I went ahead and did it It's my own fault Can't blame no one but myself It's my own fault I went ahead and did it No matter how I want to I can't blame nobody else Cause it's your own fault
4: All together, You
3: went ahead and did it It's, it's your own fault Can't blame no one but yourself It's your own fault You went ahead and did it. No matter how much you want to, you just can't blame nobody else.
2: Pastor Bob back with the Tell It Like It Is show. Got a text saying, I hate that song. Well, there's a little more to that story too. (laughs) Tonight I'm talking about excusers are losers. I'll be saying some of the same things over and over again to get them through everybody's thick skull. But being a winner... Do you want to be a winner or do you want to feel good about being a loser? Because I have no interest in helping people feeling feel good about being a loser. The, these scriptures that we talked about to start the program says, To him that overcometh. If you're going to go to heaven, there's some things you're going to have to overcome. And if you want to be successful at anything, there are some things that you're going to have to overcome. Now, first of all, let me just start here. All of us have different obstacles in life. Uh, life can be unfair. Things, bad things can happen to good people that didn't do anything to deserve it. If you don't believe that, I think the book of Job settled that. Bad things can happen to righteous people. Not everything is the judgment of God when something bad happens. Sometimes it is, and I know we don't like to talk about that either. But sometimes it is the judgment of God when bad things happen, but sometimes bad things do happen to good people. And so all of us have different things that we must overcome. You know, um, you know. I, we have people in our church that work in the school system, and I was just listening to a couple ladies talk about this this afternoon, how, you know, a little boy will come to school and he'll get there at 10 o'clock, and uh, the teacher will be mad at him and say something, and the little boy will cry. He'll put his head down and just cry. Well, the reason he's crying is he can't he can't do anything about getting to school late, because his mom won't get him to school on time, and that's unfair. Uh, you weren't so you didn't get to choose which home you were born in. I get that. Um, you didn't get to choose which country you were born in, or which society you were born in, or what time era you lived in. Didn't get to choose any of that. So yes, there are some. There are different sets of circumstances for all of us. But in this great cloud of witnesses I read about in Hebrews chapter 12, there are people in that cloud of witnesses that have that went through what you're going through, and they overcame it. And let me just tell you this. Even though there are a lot of different circumstances in life, in other ways things are very similar. You know, many people have come to me over the years and they say, you just don't understand. You don't understand, Pastor Bob. You don't understand what I'm going through. And there, that may be true. I may not understand. Like my pastor used to say, I don't get paid to understand. But I will tell you this, just to assume that I've never gone through anything, that's kind of unfair too. Or just to assume that I have no heartache in my life, that's unfair also. Now, this is not a contest about who's had the worst life because that turns into some kind of a self-pity thing and the self-pity contest is the worst of all contests yeah, well, yeah, you might have had this happen but my grandpa died well, my grandpa died too in this great cloud of witnesses there are all kinds of things that happen and maybe I've never gone through or never will go through what you're going through But do you think you're the only one that has gone through it? Do you really believe that? And so all of us have things we must overcome. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. And so... These things that happen to us are common to man. Like, like it's, a, it's a real trap to think that you're so special that you're the only person that's going through these things. You know, uh, my parents, or especially my dad, used to sing a song when I was pouting when I was a kid. Nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I guess I'll go eat worms. You know, that that was a song he made, I think, to cheer me up, but usually didn't cheer me up much. But my dad had a lot of sayings. Like, he'd say things, that's no hill for a climber. You know, he would say things like this, and one of the things that he said a lot, and if my mom's listening, she'll remember, he'll say, how's the battle going? Well, life is a battle, and you can just, Lay down and be a loser if you want to and use your excuses of why your situation is so much harder than everybody else's. But that's what losers do. Losers are excusers. And I came up with that myself. So there. I never read that in a book. In fact, uh, I don't even know how to spell excusers exactly right. Somebody, is that a word? losers, I, in fact, when I was trying to come up with this title, I was going, losers, excuses, loses, I, I just could and then it just hit me, like, wow, excusers are losers, so number one, all of us have things, different things we have to overcome, some of us were possibly born with some handicaps, you know, um, and nowadays, it seems like we emphasize the handicaps, like we're, you know, we, we, you know, we've got so many titles, new titles for problems that children have in school. You know, ADHD, ABCD. You know, um, we've got. You know, we've got. We've got. I, don't, I can't even keep keep up with all of them. And many times, those titles are given so that we can feel better about not overcoming. Let me just tell you something, you parents. You've got to learn your children, and all children are different, and they all have a different set of uh, things they have to overcome. But that's what you do as a parent. You learn how to help them overcome those things. And that's why you can't possibly treat all your children exactly the same. I know when I say that, people get real nervous. I'm not talking about favoring children. I'm talking about, you know... Every child has a, a different learning curve, a different way of learning, a different um, s- strengths and weaknesses and all these things. And wise parents try to figure that out. Hey, Brother Griffith, that's a good scripture. I might use that at the end. Brother Griffith is texting me scriptures tonight. That's good, though, because we are going to be talking more about doing good in school here tonight. So number one, different set of of obstacles that many of us have to overcome. And possibly Pastor Bob does not understand what you're going through. Okay. But I'm going to tell you who cares if I understand or not. You got to get through it. You got to overcome it. You know, this this um uh this this broadcast tonight, I have heard some of the wildest excuses in my life. I should have written them all down before I came into the studio. But I mean, I have heard people have walked away from God for things like this. My grandma died, and I just don't understand why God let that happen. And I walked away from God. I'm not trying to uh, trivialize or minimize or even make a joke out of things. I really am not trying to. But some of that sounds really stupid. Grandmas are supposed to die. That's what grandmas do. All of us do. My wife may be the world's best grandmother there ever was. But someday she's going to die. She looks pretty good right now. She's 62 and looks like she's 35. But, but she, um, you know, I mean, I hope none of my grandkids walk away from God because grandma dies. You know, I've had people, I mean, I'm not making up stuff, folks. I'm just generalizing things. But I've had people say things, to you know, that like, they were clean and sober for 12 years and their dog died and they started drinking again. Do you think anybody believes that excuse? Do you think anybody... you know, I may not get to play my guitar tonight or even play other music. I don't know. I'm kind of on a roll here. But number one, we all have different things to overcome and that's just accepted. Although, your thing to overcome is possibly not a lot different than some other people out there. You know, maybe it, maybe it was poverty. Maybe it was a physical thing. Maybe, maybe you were abused as a child. I, I don't know what it was. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know, I was, I was um, talking in church today about a man I met in Bismarck many years ago, invited him to church there. This man uh, was a terrible drinker, had a terrible upbringing. He, he had started a, accidentally, like at four or five years old, started a fire in his house that killed one of his brothers, and his parents would bring that up occasionally. Like, you killed your brother. What wonderful parents, you know. I mean, he certainly had excuse an excuse to be a drinker, didn't he? But you know what, folks? There are other people that have faced similar things that aren't drinkers. Now, number two tonight, should I try to squeeze in a song? No, no, I'm not. I will later, because i got to catch my breath. But number two, no one said overcoming will be easy. Nobody said that. In the book of Revelation, in those seven places, it doesn't say, to him that overcometh, which will be easy, will be this promise. It doesn't say that. Overcoming anything is difficult. That's the whole word overcoming. It has something to do with difficult. Now, the scripture I read in, in Hebrews 12, that it says there's a sin that can easily beset us. That's why overcoming has nothing to do with me and easy, because sin is easy. Like, if you want to just float downstream like a dead fish and float into sin, that's easy. Now, the penalty for it is hard. Jesus said that, or excuse me, the scripture says the way of the transgressor is hard. But it's easy to sin, you know. Um, over the years, you know, we've ministered over the years at the jail for many years, and right now, I'm really sad because this COVID thing, they have stopped us from going into the jail. We can't go into the jail right now, and it's been it's been just about a year. So, I, one of the reasons I want this. Uh, flu thing for people to kind of settle down a little bit on this flu thing is because we got to get back into the jail and start ministering again. But up at the jail, and one of the guys from the jail is listening to me, uh, a one-armed Dave is listening to me tonight, did you make it home to Fargo yet? He came and visited us at our church today, he's a guy that I talk about frequently on the radio station, a friend of mine that I met up at the county jail when he was here in Dickinson, but I say things sometimes in the jail to get people to think. And sometimes I say the same things over and over and over again. And one of the things I say at the jail is this. If I didn't think people could change, I would never come up here and hang out with you losers. And as you might believe, there have been times where that has angered people at the jail. I remember one particular time I said, you know, if I didn't believe people could change, I wouldn't come out up here and hang out with you losers. And one guy got really mad, and he, he yelled, who are you calling a loser? And the, another guy from the jail looked at him, and he said, he's right. We are losers. That's why we're in jail. That's why we're coming to church, Pastor Bob, because we don't want to be losers anymore. <laughs> now he had my whole sermon down, on uh, my whole broadcast down. In other words, this is not about this is not about trying to make you feel good about yourself if you're a loser. It's it's helping you to give you the tools you need to quit being a loser. And nobody can quit being a loser for you. That's your own fault. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this here. Um, somebody said they hated that song. It's your own fault. I'm gonna play it again just for you. Here you go. It's we'll play your a part.
3: own fault. You went ahead and did it, it's your own fault. Can't blame no one but yourself, cause it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it, no matter how you want it, you can't blame nobody else, cause it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it, it's your own fault. Can't blame no one but yourself, it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it No matter how you want it You can't blame nobody else Now everyone's an expert At passing the buck Blaming society Parents and luck We're pointing our fingers Blaming our tools Somebody else is gonna look like a fool But it's your own fault You went ahead and did it It's your own fault You blame no one but yourself It's your own fault you went ahead and did it, no matter how you want it, you can't blame nobody else. The devil made me do it, I heard somebody say, Well oh, maybe it was God himself instead, or even John Calvin's turning over in his grave, hearing all our excuses for the way we behave is it
2: Well, I played it again for that person that hates that song. You're listening to, <laughs> to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and uh... They've just sent me a picture with their hands over their ears. You know, um, oh, I, I'm getting some people texting me tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've got, uh, oh, let's see here. I don't know if I can go through all these while I'm on live radio. But, oh, I'm going to say hi to Nathaniel, though. Nathaniel's listening tonight. How old is Nathaniel? Maybe I've asked that before. But he's lifting way, listening way up by Park River, North Dakota, which is a long ways away from here. Everybody thinks they're right. That's right. Okay, we're talking about excusers are losers. Number one, all of us do have a different set to overcome. Number two, no one said overcoming will be easy. Number three, and this is where I really want to get. And this maybe get maybe it's where it's going to get just a little rough tonight. Okay. <laughs> if I haven't got it rough already, um, maybe. You know what? I'm not going to even play my guitar tonight. Am I? No, I don't think so. Unless I mean, unless people just start crying out for me to play my guitar. Um, we've got um, somebody, brother Jeremy said, I like that song. So there, Sarah. Uh, somebody, somebody likes that song in Tennessee. They're tougher in Tennessee than they are here in uh, than they are here in North Dakota, I guess. Excuses of why we can't. Excuses can make us feel better about being a loser. But they do not make us become better. And I know a lot of these things I'm saying, I hope, you know, I hope like my pastor was known for saying certain things. I hope I'm known for saying these things. And I hope I can live up to what I'm saying here tonight. But excuses can make us feel better about being a loser. But they don't make us become better. Pastor Simons, please make me feel better about being a loser. P- please, please, Pastor Simons, make me feel better about being a loser. I'm going to go to a different church, Pastor Bob, if you don't make me feel better about being a loser. You know what? I'm not interested. Now, I'm not trying to drive people away from our church. I'm really not. I know some people think I am. Some people say, why in the world do you talk about these topics on the radio? I mean, this should be the, you know where you're talking about people to get interested. But I believe tonight, wandering around Dickinson somewhere listening to me, is somebody that God is breaking through your hard head and all these stupid excuses you've had all these years of why you can't and why every, it's everybody else's fault and why it doesn't work for you. And, and I, I, I'm thinking God is breaking through your cranium tonight and, and you're starting to understand these are not getting me anywhere. Do you want to get better or do you want to hang on to your excuses? Do you want to move forward, or do you want to hang on to your excuses? We're talking about feeling better or getting better. And if you get better, you're going to start to feel better. Years ago, there was a lady that my wife knew that wrote a book, or several books, and her name was Sister Doty. I think it's D-O-T-Y, is that right? She's a Pentecostal lady that came from a really rough upbringing background had a lot of terrible things happen to her and she went went the route of you know of counseling, secular counseling, psychology, psychiatry. she went that route. And this is what she said in one of her books and I don't have it here to quote it, but I'll just give you my my version of what she said. It's pretty accurate. She said that if you have mental problems and a lot of emotional problems, and you go to professional counselors, they can make you feel better, and actually it seems like you can get better for a while. But in her experience, it cycles and you end up getting back to the same place where you're not better, and you're just in the same place or worse than you were before. She said going God's route seems to take longer sometimes to work through some of this emotional stuff. But once you're healed of it you're healed of it you see the problem and this is where it's going to just i mean pastor bob is not a doctor he's not telling you to get off your medication okay i mean just I, I you know don't don't sue me but what i'm telling you is when you check yourself into the psych ward many times you're not interested in getting better you just want some relief You, you just you know you're you're at your wits end maybe I, i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here but you're just you're just looking for anything to make you feel better whether it's a pill a shot uh whatever it is you know uh, uh you're you're so depressed you can't even get out of bed in the morning you're suicidal you 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 uh you're just at your wits end but I'm telling you I'm not a medical doctor but i have i am an a i am an a, a a observer i'm 62 years old and i pay attention to things around me and i listen to people and i listen closely to people in fact i talk a lot my wife my mom thinks i talk a lot but when i'm around people like in church i talk a lot uh, in bible studies i talk a lot on the radio i talk a lot but usually when i'm around people i'm pretty quiet and the reason i'm quiet is i'm listening and if they're church people that go to our church, I'm just listening because I want to know, I want to learn who they are. I want to know about them. That's how I. That's how you learn about people. You listen to them. And I can hear excuses. And many times when you go into these facilities, these these well-meaning professionals and doctors and counselors and psychologists and psychiatrists, I'm not saying they're well, not well-meaning. I'm not saying they're evil. But what if they strengthened your excuses? What if they told you, yes, you can't because you have ADHD? No wonder you can't. You'll never get any better unless you take this medication. And you'll have to take it all your life because you're never going to get any better. I don't believe that. If you have to take medication... um. You know, I'm hoping it makes you better. I, I'm i a little troubled by, you know, over the years, I've had people leave our church because I've preached things like this. You know, I, I, I've had people leave our church. There's, there's a particular sermon that I've preached. I've preached it several times in my life. I don't think I've ever preached it on the radio. But Jesus, there was a man that was was laying by a pool. This man was paralyzed. He he couldn't walk. And this pool, uh, the Bible said that occasionally an angel would come down and trouble the water, and the first person in the pool would get healed of whatever was wrong with him. Well, Jesus came to this pool, and he saw this man who was was paralyzed. He, He couldn't walk, and he could never get down into the water quick enough to get healed. And Jesus asked this man a question, and here was the question. He said, do you want to be healed? And, I don't know, 25 years ago, I read that verse, and I thought, what a dumb question. Like, why would you ask anybody that's been lame all their life that question? You would think that's all they've ever dreamed about was to be healed. It's kind of like asking a blind man, do you want to see? What a dumb question. Of course I want to see. but because I'm an observer I realized that's not a dumb question there are people that don't want to be healed being healed being whole there's a lot of responsibility that comes to that when you when when, there, when you are you have a lot of excuses and maybe legitimate excuses people don't expect much out of you like, you don't have to get a job in the United States. You, you can, you know, live on welfare or have somebody take care of you. Because I can't get a job, Pastor Bob, because I'm whatever. But I'll tell you, I've met a lot of whatever people that have jobs and have paid for their own way. I've got a friend, he listens to this program. In Bismarck, he's blind, and he works. And he takes care of his family. He's blind. He's blind. I mean, like, not blind like me, half blind. I, I got one eye blind. He's totally blind. And he works. And he takes care of his wife and his children. He's, you know, like, you got an excuse because you get a migraine headache and can't go to work. He works and he's blind. Now, I know it sounds like I'm mad and it sounds like I'm upset. I'm not upset, but I'm just telling you this. The terrible thing about excuses is people begin to believe their own excuses. You know, I wanna, I've want to always wanted to be the kind of preacher that believes in people and encourages people to, to achieve. And I, I mean, sometimes I get so frustrated because people will not take the steps forward they need to take. They just won't. I mean, I can't do it for you. And God won't do it for you. He'll show you the way. You know, he'll 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 make the way. But you still gotta get out of bed in the morning. You know, I I've, I've seen people that have failed at jobs and I'm their pastor, and they say, Well, I, I'm not motivated by that. That doesn't motivate me. You know, I've the kind of career that I've had, I, I'm I pastor the church here in Dickinson, but I've never drawn an income from the church because I have this other career on the side. I'm a, a contractor and it's been really good to me. I mean, really good to me. I I love it. I mean, I, I, uh, I've I tried to encourage all kinds of people to go into it. And it doesn't matter what part of the trades you're in, they're all good. Whether you're setting glass or, or finishing sheetrock or, or plumbing or electrical or, or you're siding or putting windows in or building decks, they're all good. And you can make a great living doing it. But I've been so frustrated over the years because people will say things to me like, well, yeah, it didn't work for me. I sure couldn't make a living at it. Well, you got to get out of bed in the morning. There's a guy in our church, he he does gutters. I don't know if he's listening or any of his family's listening, but I think in the summertime, they meet every morning, I think, what, at 6 o'clock? Every morning. And they meet and they, you know, have a powwow of what they're going to do that day and they get going. He does really, really well. But if you start at 9.30 in the morning, it's not going to work. But you can have your excuses. Well, it's too cold, it's too windy, or whatever. You know, excuses will make you a loser. You know, I've heard so many excuses of why people can't live for God. Or why they start using drugs again, or drinking again, or why they left their husband or wife or whatever. But from the very beginning, mankind was making excuses. When Adam sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned and God called them on their sin, He asked Adam, what is this thou hast done? And Adam said, it's the woman that you gave me. She gave me of the tree to eat of it. Now that was true. So he turns to the woman, and God asks the woman, he said, what, what have you done? And she said, well, the, 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 the serpent beguiled me. I was tricked. From the very beginning, man was making excuses. What? You, what? I always say this, well, what was missing in that story? How about, it was my own fault, God. I'm sorry. But nobody said that. And that's what God is waiting for somebody to say. Wow, this program is just flying by the time. You know, Revelation 21.6 says, He that overcometh, or verse 7, let me read 6. He said unto me, It is done, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The top of that list of the people that didn't overcome are the fearful and the unbelieving. Fearful is an excuse. I just don't think it's gonna work. You know, I, I it's not gonna work for me. I I just couldn't trust God, you know. It's kinda of like that man with the in the story of the talents in Matthew twenty five. He was given one talent and he said to the Lord, He said, I, I knew that you were a hard man. I I was afraid. I went and hid thy talent. I buried it. You know, this this um these are excuses. I'm afraid. Well, who cares? Just do it anyway. So number one, excuses are losers. Number one, we all have things we have to overcome. No one said it would be easy to overcome. Number three, excuses of why we can't. And number four, you got to work with what you have. You got to work with what you have. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. Didn't hear any excuses in that little deal. I can do all things through Christ except this, that, and the other because uh, I'm handicapped. Look how mad God God got at Moses when Moses said, I can't talk right. I uh, uh, I stutter. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, God said he's going to go with you. Okay, Moses the stutter. You did pretty good, didn't you? I mean, you took what you had and you used it. That's all God wants. It's kind of like the little lad with the five barley loaves and the two fishes in John 6. The Bible said he brought them to Jesus. They brought them to Jesus and Jesus took them. That's all he's asking. He doesn't want our excuses of why we can't. Just bring it to Jesus. Let him do something with our mess. I have found over the years that the people that are... It's not always those that are the most talented. It's not always those that are the most brilliant that do great things for God. But it's the people that can get rid of their excuses. You look at the... In the Old Testament, you look at Joseph. Now, of course, this isn't the Joseph that was Mary's husband. This is the Old Testament Joseph. He had all kinds of unfair things happen to him didn't he i mean he was hated by his brothers sold into slavery as a slave he was accused of trying to rape the the plantation owner's wife he ended up in prison he had joseph had all kinds of reasons to be a loser but i never hear of one time that he made an excuse but everywhere he was at, he did, he used what he had to become a winner. Joseph was a winner. Oh boy. Is anybody listening out there? Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Let's see here. I'm going to play this song for
3: Sarah again. It's your own fault. You went ahead and did it, it's your own fault. Can't blame no one but yourself, cause it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it, no matter how you wanna, you can't blame nobody else, cause it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it, it's your own fault. Can't blame no one but yourself, it's your own fault. You went ahead and did it No matter how you want it You can't blame nobody else Now everyone's an expert At passing the buck You're blaming society Parents and luck We're pointing our fingers Blaming our tools Somebody else is gonna look like a fool But it's your own fault You went ahead and did it It's your own fault You blame no one but yourself It's your own fault you went ahead and did it No matter how you want it You can't blame nobody else The devil made me do it I heard somebody say Well maybe it was God himself instead Or even John Calvin's Turning over in his grave Here it all our excuses For the way we behave Cause it's your own fault You went ahead and did it It's your own fault can't blame no one but yourself It's your own fault
2: Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is radio show. Uh, Good to have you listening tonight. Let's see here. There we go. People texting me. Nobody's mad. I'm I'm happy. Or at least the ones that are mad are not texting me. Sarah said she might be starting to get the message now after I've played the song over and over and over for her. The um thank you for all the nice comments too by the way um let me let me uh we're talking about excusers or losers um being a winner or do you want to just feel good about being a loser now you say what do you mean by being a loser I'm not talking about getting rich here I'm not talking about being a professor at the college I'm talking about winning when it comes to God that's my real topic you know um Going to heaven, that's what we need to win. You know, this, this uh what we're really talking about winning here, like in first John two twenty five it says, And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Like I, I want to go to heaven. You know, this these uh uh Revelation twenty one six or seven says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, I will be his God, and he shall be my son. That's what I want. That is not going to be easy. That is not simply saying the sinner's prayer. That's not how you get to heaven. You can start out that way. Nothing wrong at all with saying a real true prayer of repentance. And of course you need to be baptized after you repent. That means to be completely submerged under the water. And the person doing the submerging needs to say, In the name of Jesus. That's what they need to say if you're going to be baptized, right? And then the Bible said we can receive the Holy Spirit just like they did on the day of Pentecost. They all spoke with other tongues. Every single one of them that received the Holy Spirit. See, that's what we're talking about winning here tonight. But nobody's going to get to heaven without a fight. If you aren't willing to overcome you're not going to go to go to heaven. And I'm not talking about being in a prison camp and being tortured for your faith. It could come to that. We may face that. I hope we don't. I'm not I'm not looking forward to that. But that's possible. But overcoming it's just overcoming whether it's making sure you pray every day. Like brother Rose says there are people that they got so many excuses why they can't come to church. He said he knows people that live four houses down from the church, their car won't start and they can't come to church. Is that right, Brother Rose? Four houses down from the church and their car didn't start and they couldn't come to church? He's in a wheelchair and he's never missed church. That's what he says. I believe him. You know, my friend Brother Griffith texted me Matthew 7, 21 and 23. He said, um, the Lord's going to say... Uh, He says that uh, there's going to be people saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name cast out devils, in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will say, I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. In other words, they weren't doing right. There was sin in their life, or it wasn't washed away through baptism. But their excuse was, I've been doing all these other things that are good. Somebody told my dad one time, my dad, somebody from the church this guy went to, said to him, well, you know, it sure be good to see you at church. And he said, they got my money. What else do they want? That's an excuse. You know, what's really encouraging for me is to see the people that could have excuses to not serve God, but they serve God anyway. That's really encouraging for me. You know, there are people... I mean, like even the church I pastor, there are people that have tough things going on in their lives. But they still serve God. They still live for God. They still have a smile on their face. They're still trying to be a blessing to others. Because they're not losers, they're winners. Now, you may not think they're a winner. You may not think they have anything to show. But God's winners aren't always the world's winners. Recently, last Sunday, I was in um, in Springfield, Missouri. I preached in a church in Springfield, Missouri. What a wonderful church it was. After the service, I met a lady. My wife and I met her. Her name was Amber. And this lady had a life full of miracles. She's been serving God since, I think, July or August. Came from a meth addiction background. And God is working Miracles in her life and um and she uh I mean she told me a couple of the miracles I called her pastor and uh, just to verify that what she told me was true. the world may think she's a loser, but she's becoming a winner because she's not going to let her past life keep her down. Yes, she's ruined a lot of things. Uh, Yes, she has a story to tell that none of us would want to tell. But Amber is a winner because she's not hanging on to her excuses. I was preaching in that same church last Sunday, and a man came for his first time there. He was openly a homosexual lifestyle living in a homosexual lifestyle, he came to the altar, and that, during their evening service, he asked the pastor, he said, I want to find out about this repentance and baptism thing. I don't know if they've baptized him yet or not. But you see, he's not going to let the things that have hurt him hold him back. If you want to get a hold of us and you're not afraid to come to church, I'd love to have you come visit us. And what I mean by that, this is, I mean, I'm not trying to make it difficult here to go to heaven, but I'm telling you that you're going to have to put some work into this thing too. God's not going to do it all for you. I can't do it all for you. Our church, wonderful church, good people help you any way they can, but they're not going to come over and wake you up in the morning to come to church. You know, I mean, they're just not. You're going to have to put some effort in this. And all, you, you know what? I didn't even touch the excuses I've heard of why people don't can't come to church. Got a headache. Car wouldn't start. I, I just, just today I had um, somebody texted me Christmas morning that I've never met. Told me it's a life and death situation. I've got to meet you. I said, well, I can't. I was out of town said, come to church Sunday morning. He said, I'll be there. After church, I looked at my phone. He texted me. It's a life and death situation. My car didn't start. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't make it another week. Well, maybe he could have called me for a ride. Where he lives is maybe a mile and a half from our church. And it was 25 degrees today. Pretty nice for North Dakota. I'm not saying I won't help people, but I'm telling you, I can't, I just can't do it for you and all your excuses. Well, Tuesday night in Beach, Beach Community Center, 7.30. Wednesday night in Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive, 7.30. Thursday night, this Thursday, we're having a New Year's Eve service that's starting at 7.30. On Friday mornings, or Thursday night, there's a, Normally, well, we there is a Thursday night uh, Bible study. I don't know if the, I don't know if the uh, the Bowman group is coming up for the New Year's Eve service or not. The, um, but normally Thursday nights in Bowman, right on Main Street in Bowman, and then also Sunday mornings at ten thirty in Bowman. Sunday mornings, ten o'clock, Sunday school, eleven o'clock, worship service, and that's right here in Dickinson 501 Drive. let me just finish with this little chorus you gotta you gotta get rid of your excuses and you gotta just come clean and you've gotta let God work in your life humble thyself in the sight of
4: the Lord humble thyself in the sight of the Lord and he you up higher and higher and he will lift you up Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up Higher and higher, and He will lift you up. And He will lift you up, up into heaven, and He will lift you up. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this
2: broadcast, God, I just pray that somehow the simple truth of this message, God, will come breakthrough and people will realize that you will not hear excuses but you'll hear prayers of true repentance true godly sorrow people saying to you god that they're sorry with no butts attached and not blaming anybody else for the things that they've done god i just pray that you help people realize that the only way to get better is to get rid of some of these excuses that they have in jesus name Well, Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time for another Tell It Like It Is radio show if the FCC doesn't ban me for (laughs) these kind of broadcasts. Good night, folks.
1: story. Oh, ye fools, and slow of heart to believe, ought not Christ to suffer and enter his glory? and Isaiah to see where it could be a runner joined along okay, asked if I understood what I was reading I said how can I accept some man should guide me and I heard the word I heard the word I heard the word. I was sitting on Mars Hill one day Just telling a few stories Keeping my ears open for something new A man stood up and started talking Said, you're too superstitious Whom ye ignorantly worship, Him declare I unto you, and I heard the word, I heard the word, oh I heard the word, yes I heard the word, I heard that one God Jesus name holiness word. some changes in my life. Bring forth works, meet for repentance. I heard I had to be washed in the blood of the Lamb, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. I heard I had to rise to walk in unison, of life, receive the Holy Ghost, speak it in other tongues.